Hey everyone, I hope you're keeping well. Thanks for joining me today on episode four now, episode four, which is good going, uh, of the Fitness Radio podcast. Uh, today's episode is with uh, the owners of Fitbox 25, Stephen Abigail Rowland. Uh, now, I've personally known these guys for, for about 10, 10 years now, I think. Uh, worked with both of them during uh, my career within the health and fitness industry. So it was good to have a sit down, have a catch up, talk about um, Fitbox 25, uh, talk about their career within the commercial side of the fitness industry, and obviously the importance of education. Hope you enjoy the episode. Hey guys, so um, yeah, welcome back to the latest episode of Fitness Radio. So today I'm fortunate enough uh, to be at Fitbox 25, which is a, a new business that's just been set up. So I'm with uh, Steve Rowland and Abigail Rowland. Say hello guys. Hi. Hi. Hi, 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 hi. <laughs> um, so yeah, so um, what this podcast with this episode sorry, is just going to be about is, like I said, they've just set up their new business. So talking about that, the difficulties with setting up a new business, why they've done it what was easy about it, what was hard about it, a little bit about their background in the industry as a whole, and then we're just kind of going to kind of go with the flow uh, from there. So guys, thanks very much for um, no joining me on the podcast. So yeah, so guys, if you just want to kind of, I suppose, briefly introduce yourselves, a little bit about your background, and then we'll kind of just go from there. Yeah. Whoever wants to go first. Okay, uh, so my name's Steve. Um, I've been in the industry for ooh, 19 years now. Jesus. Uh, so, yeah, 1998, um, I got a job as a gym instructor at a new club in Birmingham City Centre. Um, that was involved opening up the club, doing the pre-sales for it, um, working in the gym, um, and then just literally just worked my way through from gym instructor, health and fitness manager, various roles, operations manager, Yeah. then moved on to the sales side of things. So sales management, um, and then eventually into general manager roles. So worked for various big companies, um, LA Fitness, Fitness First, David Lloyd, Bannertines, so worked for some big yeah. big corporate companies. Um, and now set up my own business with my wife. Yeah. That's it, that's good. Abby? Um, so I've been in the fitness industry for about 14 years. 14? 14, Wow, yeah. so more than Steve? No, <laughs> no, no 19, 19, 19, yeah, sorry. I started up as a part-time fitness instructor. I had a full-time job and used to teach classes at lunchtime, mornings, evenings, uh, around my full-time job, but which was originally insurance, but I knew that wasn't for me. I wanted to go full-time into fitness uh, and eventually about three years ago, um, I qualified as a personal trainer and also as a uh, Pilates instructor as well. From there, I went full-time into personal training, uh, started personal training at Fitness First, locally to us. And, and then just recently, we decided to open up our own place, um, purely down to that the landlord that owned Fitness First, uh, the, the building, decided to give us 45 days notice. Yeah, okay. All right, and so, yeah, obviously that's, 
looking from the outside, from obviously on social media, because I was obviously in Dubai at the time, and uh, and you guys were quite, I suppose, vocal on social media and what was going on and, and what was what was happening. Yeah. Um. So again, whether you want to go into a lot of detail or not, uh, looking from the outside, it just seemed like you said you you were you were given a notice. Well, there there seemed to be rumblings, or I think yeah. you mentioned it, and then. There was some sort of uh, petition, I think, yeah. which you overcame. And yeah. did you actually think then that was the end of it? And you know, we can just crack on at fitness first, or did you still have an inkling of something might be happening here still? Um, I mean, we've been the manager there. Um, obviously, I knew some sort of background noise that was always happening in regards to the lease that we had at yeah. that premises. So it wasn't on a secured lease. Right. So at any point, the landlord could have given notice of 45 days yeah or fitness first could have given notice yeah at 45 days right um it's just unfortunate the landlord gave the notice fitness first was completely happy with the club the club was performing okay um it was one of the highest performers in the region yeah so there was no reason for fitness first to give notice okay like i said though the landlord had other ideas yeah little approached them and obviously he said Okay. Is that fine. purely just because they were offering more money than what Fitness First were? I honestly don't know. Okay. I don't know the ins and outs of that. I would imagine the landlord would have been offered a lot, a lot of money. A lot of money, yeah. yeah. Okay. So Lidl now own the land. Yeah. But they've still not got their planning application to build on it. Oh, okay. That's still not been granted by the council. So, so it's just that's like a I waste. Can't that, yeah. Anyway. It's a waste piece of land. Yeah, because I've I've, I've drew I've, I drove past it a couple of times already yeah. since I've been back, and yeah. it's just well, it's just a piece of land, isn't it? Yeah, yeah? like you said. Yeah. So, so whether or not they do get planning application, yeah, don't know. You don't know. It will be that will be down to the Birmingham City Council yeah. if they grant it or not. Okay. So obviously you both were obviously angry and upset about that, but just in a general, in terms of the community, the members that were there, what was the kind of feedback that you were getting off the members? Um, members were really, really, really upset. Yeah. Um, I mean, we we sort of really prided ourselves at Fitness First because it was like a, a community. I mean, yes, it did have a big membership, but um, it, we we considered ourselves as like like not like a normal gym. Mm. Yeah. Everybody, everybody that came through that door, um, every individuals person's health was our concern yeah um, you know if, if somebody was struggling with an exercise it would help them nutrition advice anything and um, it had a real nice community sort of like fitness family atmosphere yeah um, we know that we helped a lot of people with um, sort of medical or health issues as yeah. well um, even people who didn't even realize they got like high blood pressure or something okay. um, so a lot of people felt like they belonged there mm. and were really, really upset that it was closing. Yeah. Um, we were quite worried as well because they didn't know where to go or where they're going to get the same support or that yeah. same kind of connection. Sure. Um, so yeah, it was, whilst we were really upset that we were lo losing the, the gym, it was also very upset for other people. <laughs> and our and jobs, jobs, yeah. yeah, yeah of course, yeah. But it was also very upset for everybody else, which yeah. is why we wanted to do this. Yeah, why you wanted to do this. Try and do something yeah. in the area to try and say, look, we're okay. still here to help you. So did you kind of, um, and I could be wrong, but did you kind of react to the decision that was made and, and thought, well, forget this then, we're going to just do our own thing, we're not going to go back into that commercial side? Or were you thinking about this generally anyway or something that you would like to do, you know, whether it was a few years later? How did that kind yeah. of come back? We'd, we'd always spoke about eventually owning our own premises yeah. um, and running our own 
gym, club, whatever it may be. Um, so I suppose getting served the notice yeah. sort of really kicked us in to say, right, I don't want to work for the the corporate companies anymore. Yeah. We'd rather be in control of our own destiny. Sure. We know that the hours that we put in is for us. We know that the, the money that we're earning is for us. We know that we're helping people like properly and yeah. it's not and dictated to our way as and do well. things our way yeah a, a lot of the um a lot, a lot of the, the, the big gyms now there are a lot of budget chain gyms mm. um i mean we we even heard of um one of our ex-members went around uh won't mention any names but they went around one of these budget chain gyms and they got shown by the cleaner round really so nobody yeah. to show them around wow yeah um, wow a lot of people have said they've gone to check them out and they felt like intimidated or you know or just don't yeah. get that feeling so um but that support so it's it's uh, and we just we believe that everybody needs help yeah and it's not just about uh, memberships and just numbers coming through the door it's about sure. actually helping people yeah achieve their fitness goals okay so yeah, because morals as well. Yeah, definitely. Do you think then that those type of gyms, and obviously, like for the people that are listening that don't know us anyway, we we all work together at some point, at, either at LA Fitness or at the club and spa. Um, when I was there. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. I know. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I like to forget about it too, but not because I work with you. Just to make that clear. I had a great time. Yeah. But um, <laughs> what? Yeah. Where's my point? So what I'm trying to say is obviously um, in another episode I was sitting down with James who you guys know as well yeah do you think those type of gyms are pretty much going the way of, of extinction like LA Fitness because from what you've told me when we were all at LA Fitness it sounds similar in terms yeah. of the community that we had there yeah, definitely, you obviously yeah. uh, you know we also you organised not out it wasn't even relevant to fitness yeah. and we got on with so many members yeah do you think now the budget gyms, like your 24-hour gyms, offer that still kind of community? Or do you think those type of gyms, so the fitness first that you were at, the LA Fitnesses that we were at, and now slowly but surely disappearing? I think they're, I think they're becoming more obsolete. Obviously, you have still got you know, some gym chains that do offer that community feel, yeah. but there's a lot more budget gyms that are opening up, yeah. whether it be 14 99 a month, 10 99 a month, a lot of them don't have staff in there. Yeah. A lot of them is controlled by CCTV monitoring. Yeah. Um, like Abby said, there's cleaners that have to show you around. Yeah. Cleaners who aren't qualified in fitness. Um, so, yeah, for me, there isn't that community feel in a lot of the clubs anymore. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Which which I agree. Which, and from my experiences of working abroad, that's just not the case. Like the the fitness first there is the biggest chain. They've yeah. Um, I think I, I, correct me if I'm wrong, but there's about I think sixty or seventy clubs. Yeah. And it is literally like the, the fitness first that you know that you worked for that I know from looking yeah. from the outside. And and that is that they they're considered to be I suppose the, the top tier. Yeah. They do have different standards, and I've mentioned this before where there's a fitness first platinum, for example, yes. or there's a massive warehouse. But the services there, there's a lot of PTs there, there's a lot of, yeah. I suppose, fitness instructors, like we used to know. Um, so I think actually, whether UK's, uh, uh, I suppose, a leader in how things are going, I'm not sure, but it seems to be disappearing here, but then working yeah. in other areas, which is yeah. is interesting, because you, you kind of think, well, the industry is all the same, yeah. wherever you go, where in different areas it's not, yeah. um, which, is, which is good. So Fitbox 25 then, why, set up a box what what kind of 
gave you that idea instead of setting up I suppose a similar kind of thing to what you've worked in previously yeah why have you gone for a bus <laughs> first thing would be money yeah um, that's a good yeah obviously financial restraints um you know that had a, that had a big impact on what we could afford to do yeah um but also we wanted to keep something like small so that you could get that community feel going yeah so it's not a case of having a club where you can get three thousand four thousand members in if you can set up a a little box like this and you get a hundred odd members but everyone knows everyone so people come to class and they go you know if you're taking part in a class they will recognize your face so yeah. then next time they come into a class they go how are you doing nathan or how are you doing abby yeah so everyone's getting to know each other so that way then you're just creating that community feel again yeah okay um so yeah that was our one of our main reasons wasn't it time as well yeah uh, location and time trying to find a, a suitable premises in the time that we had because we just we had to, we just wanted to act now and do it now and not go into other jobs um and then get stuck in other jobs and it might not happen yeah um it was important that we wanted to act now so that people we when when fitness first closed we made uh, we contacted the Birmingham Mail didn't we um mm. That's oh, yeah, a big yeah. thing that you know this is what we still want to do for the area and yes. we still want to help people with their fitness um so just t that time was a factor because if we if we'd done this sort of like 12 months down the line mm. then what we promised people we haven't been able to yeah it would have diluted to. a lot mm. yeah diluted a lot yeah that's true yeah so if i was to walk in as a I suppose a, a prospect so to speak what kind of thing are you offering what 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 is the services that you're offering uh personal training so one-to-one -one sessions yeah. and then also we offer um small group training so we've, we actually run 17 classes in total okay um the majority of the ones are are held here um, and they we only take up to eight people so that we can really help people with technique yeah um because a lot of people worry about whether they're doing things properly or correctly um we offer a range of classes that focus on like strength conditioning yeah um, then you hit yeah um we do a meta power which is all about functional training okay um we do we run four of the classes just outside of here where we hire a hall where mm. i can run the pilates oh, okay and um other like i teach insanity and pyo which is beach body yeah and they need a bit more space okay so we run those sessions in a in another location which is the bourneville cricket pavilion um, oh yeah okay. yeah by yeah. gym um so we run those there and they can take a few more numbers but our big focus is small group training here yeah, yeah. So that you don't feel int intimidated, you you will get results, and you shown how to do okay. things properly. So can someone? Um, do they have to have some sort of package, whether it's on a one to one or a class, or can someone, for example, come in and pay to so, not a membership as such, but use yeah, your equipment? So, yeah. So we don't do um, we don't do like a monthly membership, and we don't just have like drop in sessions where you can just come and use yeah the facilities that we've got. So. You can either book in for the classes that are scheduled, yeah, or you can book in for your one-to-one -one personal training. But um, they're all packages, and they're all packages. Mm -hmm. So you packages, could you yeah. could you could purchase like a two-class pass, a five-class pass, or a ten-class pass. Okay, and they can be used then over a certain period of time. Yeah, 
Um, and like Abby said, the whole idea is to get small group classes in there. Two of us are teaching it at the same time. Right, okay. So we can really focus on, you've got four people each. Yeah. So you can really then home in on technique, making sure they're using the right weights. Yeah. Um, and you can look to progress them okay. a lot better. Okay. So would you base your programs kind of like on the progression of the members that you, you're seeing on a regular basis or is there kind of a rotation where you're changing your programs up? Yeah. I mean, how does that work? Yeah, so we change them um, every every four weeks we'll change the, the contents of the classes. Yeah. So we'll run the same class for four weeks, so that will give the the, the the class participants an opportunity to improve and get stronger at the moves that we put in there. Yeah. And then we'll change it up because as always you always need to change things up yeah, to shut the sure. volume. Yeah. And a lot of the a lot of the classes that we do, they all involve functional movements. Right. So obviously in everyday life people just tend to go in one sort of plane of movement, whether they're yeah. sat down at their job all day, they're sat in their car all day. So the idea of these classes is to get their body moving into different planes of okay. direction. Which is yeah. sort of like replicate their movements in daily life. Yeah. yeah, yeah Functional yeah. training so is getting forward. So if someone you know, goes to get something from a top cupboard, and then all of a sudden they pull a muscle in their back, yeah. hopefully the exercises which that we're happen. doing uh, yeah, is helping sure. to combat mm. that. Yeah, which I think, Probably one of the things that, that probably the gyms that we used to work out back in the day yeah. was it was all just one plan of motion yeah. really, or a push or pull. Push, and, you yeah, know, like, that's it. Yeah, and that's it. Yeah. So it, it, in in that sense, it's obviously changing the industry, changing yeah. as a whole. But um, I think it's good that you guys are are actually getting on top of that, so to yeah. speak. The other um, thing I was going to say, like the when you asked about is it a drop in we one of the reasons we offer packages yeah is to encourage people to commit yeah. so they will get results because there's too many people out there who just sign up for a, a gym membership and never use it yeah. and they don't realize that actually there's the, that this direct debit still coming out of the accounts but by by saying sign, actually signing up for a package encourages people to commit yeah. and come to classes and then therefore they get the results yeah. and that that's something that we're really homing in on is that we want you, if you're going to be part of this yeah. we want you to get results yeah. we want you to feel better about yourself we don't want you to just buy a package and that and then we don't see you again yeah you we we want you to get results yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is which right. is why we put the time limit on when they have to use their passes by again okay. to encourage them to encourage them to, 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 encourage them. to get those passes used up within that certain yeah. amount of time yeah. Which is good, yeah, because some people would think that necessarily, oh, you're only doing that because you want us to keep renewing and it's more yeah. money no. and stuff like that. But it is about achieving goals because you come from that fitness side. Yeah. Obviously, in your own business, you want people to, to come back and, as quickly as Absolutely, possible. Yeah. But the proof's in the pudding, so to speak. If you've got people that have achieved their goals and testimonials and yeah. and, and feedback and stuff like that, that's going to work for you. Yeah. Because um, what is it, the percentage that normal gyms rely on? Uh, well, you're looking at, I think it's, what, 20%? So it's something like 20 or 23% out of the actual members that buy a gym membership, do they rely yeah. on turning up? Yeah. Turning up, yeah. Whereas yeah. Which we, is quite scary. Yeah, I think I think it was before you came to LA Fitness, but yeah. I was a previous manager, or someone said maybe it was from um, the regional managers at the time were like the best the best members in the world are the ones that don't turn up and get still paid correct which mm. i still remember that to the mm. to the day yeah. i was just like wow you which know is, considering i was working in the fitness side of the business it was kind of like, oh that's not really inspiring no, me no, to do. absolutely not which you know when you think about that that's a, it's just ridiculous yeah why are you 
why are you relying on the people that don't come to your gym yeah to make sure that it's still a success yeah surely you should be relying on the ones that are coming regular yeah then do you think it's kind of going that way though and especially you know and it's just our opinion but looking at the budget gyms that are charging you 999 they just want to get people through the door and and, yes. and update so do you think they're actually concerned um we've actually people achieving their goal do you think that's one of their focuses as such or do you think no as long as they're through the door it doesn't really matter what they're doing yeah that's that again it's opinions and my personal opinion is they are just looking at bums on seats yeah that's all they're looking at what do you feel like the the standard of of trainers as a whole then is do you think it's improving over the years or do you think it's actually going down or do you think it's staying the same in terms of your experiences i think it depends on where you go um like i think like what we've set up like your more bespoke type places yeah. um that aren't um that like set up like the likes of us um not blowing our own trumpets but i'd like to get more like a more of a quality of a service and a quality of a trainer yeah whereas um uh, um i think again depending on where you go yeah some yeah. of the trainers aren't yeah um yeah it's again it's unfortunate because i think it's lack of support isn't it and yeah um, talking from again experience of managing personal trainers mm. you always had pressure on you to get new personal trainers in yeah so the industry now you can pretty much go online and search for a personal training qualification and you can pick one up yeah and you can be qualified within four or five weeks yeah now again that's that's quite scary yeah so after four or five weeks you're qualified to go out and instruct people yeah personal train people um whereas back in the day it used to take you a lot longer yeah and it was more in depth yeah um and like abby said i don't think you get the the commercial side of things when yeah. you do these training courses now yeah so it doesn't sure. actually go through how to run a successful personal training business yeah um yeah again, I agree. again it's just bums on seats yeah. you have to get these trainers in yeah because you've got financial targets to yeah you? yeah because you're right it's about finding the, the right one i mean when the job that i did in dubai we were looking after in in terms of the level two and level three it was pta global and active iq which are quite sound companies yeah having said that if people don't know who they are um, mm. and you don't see active IQ on TV for example no. saying these are the qualifications you want then it is very very difficult for someone that's new to the industry that yeah. because they've been training and think well I could do this yeah. and, and try and get through as quickly as possible which I suppose in a way you can kind of understand because people want to get in the industry and they yeah. want to go through the quickest route of course yeah it's it, yeah it's, it is just about education and, and even from from me and my background even when I was like a, I suppose a fitness manager, I thought, well, that's it now. I don't need yeah. to, I'm a level three, I'm a personal trainer, I don't need to go off and, and yeah. do other education. Um, it's a bit like learning how to drive, isn't it? You don't actually learn until you start. Yeah, yeah. yeah, for sure. And then you think, oh, well, yeah. Good, the, good the most, analogy. That is very good, actually. <laughs> that is very good. Um, yeah, so just briefly, going on education and while we're, while we're talking on the subject, yeah. where would you recommend to go? I mean, what kind of, other resources do you use whether it's just as a hobby you pick something up at night or the courses that you've been on or seeing something that you think oh i'd love to go there or i'd love to go on that workshop is there anything that you kind of would recommend based on your knowledge and, and how you've progressed in your careers 
Um, I was going to say, I mean, we both did our qualifications through HFE. Yeah. Um, yeah. I did all my qualifications through them, and I found them really supportive and helpful. Yeah. Yeah. So um, you had all like online support yeah. with them as well. Okay. Um, so it wasn't just a case of you get you get your books and that's it, go away, learn. There's online stuff that you can do. There's yeah. there's online sort of quizzes that you can do to make sure. You're obviously getting up to scratch with your anatomy and your physiology side of things. Yeah. Um, you've done your Pilates through them as well, haven't I you? I did my Pilates through them. And then, I, I mean, I find like um, sometimes the best knowledge is actually when you go to, um, I mean, I'm, I, I'm, a, I'm a sucker for knowledge anyway, attending workshops, but sometimes so even the best knowledge you can learn from is actually going and training with other trainers. Yeah. So, because um, um, you can learn a lot from them. Um, like uh, I go to uh, um, I go to a CrossFit box to do a barbell club, and right. so I've got really into Olympic lifting, okay. and um, from there, um, I feel that's really helped me as a trainer because I've learned a lot from the the coach there. Yeah. Um, which has now like made me want to go and do my British weightlifting qualification, okay, which I'm doing in February. Yeah. Um. So sometimes it, even just like working with other trainers, you can learn so much and yeah. put yourself in different environments. You know, never just think it's. I think when it comes to fitness that there is only one thing because there are so many different elements and you can yeah. learn so much from it. Yeah. Um, whether it be weightlifting Pilates or um, <clears throat> just sport or even yeah, just you just you just never know. Yeah, yeah there's just loads and I, I think what the, some of the courses that I would either um, manage or, or actually attend myself. I don't know, we use, I say like a TRX for example, and, and I'll write about TRXs to anyone because I think it's a, a brilliant piece of equipment, but the education actually behind it, one, it's not necessarily, it doesn't make you then um, love TRX in terms of this is all I'm ever gonna use. Yeah. You can kind of, the, the way the, the master trainer um, does um, d deliver the course is that He's automatically, he or she is going to automatically make you a better trainer in your next session. That's it, yeah. Regardless yeah. of whether you're using the TRX. Yes, obviously that's the main tool yeah. and that's that's why you're doing the course, but there are certain aspects of that qualif qualification or certification, whatever you want to call it, where you can kind of implement, um, you know, because they, they bash on about the plank, for example, like mm -hmm. the active yeah. plank, they call it, yeah. and how you get that right, and, mm. and they kind of claim. Uh, rightly or wrongly, anyone that's doing a plan for five minutes is not doing it properly. Yeah, actually, so. I, I, I agree. Which mm. you wouldn't necessarily expect coming from a, a TRX course, but yeah. and, and I wouldn't know that unless you unless yeah. you kind of attend. So it's it's about, like I say, like seeing the variety out there and just kind of taking bits that you want to yeah. do. It's not necessarily Definitely. right. I'm now going to be yeah, a powerlifter yeah. for the rest of my life. It's kind of uh, taking on board yeah. stuff, which is which is good. So I'm glad you guys are yeah. are kind of both just carrying on with your research, kind of. Going back to the business then as such, because yeah. obviously this is the first time you've done it, so it's a massive yeah. learning curve. Oh yeah. So what was there anything first of all? We'll, we'll talk about I suppose the negative side of it. What what's hard about setting up the business? What's the most difficult <laughs> things that you found? We could be here for hours. Yeah. So we haven't got that say, long. Yeah. But I was say, how long have <laughs> uh, you got? <laughs> when, when we decided, we we literally was like, we haven't got a clue. Yeah. It, it it's been a whole learning curve from day one, isn't it? Because yeah. we just and it's um. I, I, it's it's the biggest thing we've ever done. Biggest That's, biggest challenge by far. Yeah. yeah. By far. I mean, you know, I had the I had the knowledge of how to run 
a health club. Yeah. That's it, yeah. It's... But that's running a health club that's already existing. Yeah. It's got processes in place. It's got standards in place. It's got all the admin side of things set up. When you're starting out on your own, you literally, you've got to start from scratch. Yeah. So you, you find, obviously, you're building. Um, but then, like, you, you know, like, I mean, there's even, I mean, this is, this is fine, but, um, we're, we're really, really happy with the location, but now we look at the location um, now and think, well, if we'd known that, would we have gone with this site? And yeah. again, it's, it's just like a whole learning mm. process, isn't it? And um, it just, yeah, from sort of trying to find a, a premises, yeah. learning about sign and lease, working with solicitors. Yeah. It's, it's the, just, it's just the one chapter effort. legalities after. of things. Yeah. Um, the insurance, the insurances that you have to have in place. Right. You know, it's all those little challenges that you think, or you, you don't think about when you th- go, right, I'm gonna set up my own place. Yeah. You don't think about what business rates you'd be paying or what insurance you would need and, you know, all that sort of or stuff. Or just even like when the electrician asks you, where, you gonna, where do you wanna put your plug sockets? You know, you're just like. <laughs> yeah, that kind of thing, yeah. <laughs> Where do we want to put our plug sockets? Yeah, because this this was an, like literally an empty shell. Okay. So there was nothing in here whatsoever. Right. There was no electrics, which we unfortunately found out about after we'd taken on the right, lease. Right. Okay. So that would be a learning curve. Yeah. And then our next place, we'd make sure that all the electrics was all certified yeah. and proper. But yeah, just getting contractors or builders saying, "Well, where do you want that put in?" I think you should go for this. And you're like talking in a I actually don't know anything about building. Yeah. I don't know anything about electric, so you tell me. Yeah. Yeah, we can PT, but that's it, you know. But it yeah, in answer to your question, everything's been a challenge. Everything, yes. Everything's everything's been a a challenge, isn't it? And it's it's good because we've learnt yeah and 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 about how to set things up. Yeah. It's been you, We've sort of like learned one. on the spot. Okay, because you've had to. Yeah, because you've had to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But everything is everything from yeah, as you said, like the buildings behind it, handling money. You know, you know, all of a sudden you find out that your your electricity work has cost you an extra couple of grand. How right. are you gonna How are you gonna get that money together? Mm. Um. Everything is being yeah. like a. A everyone challenge. has a everyone good, has a chapter. Yeah, a good challenge. A good, a good challenge. But have you found it rewarding, or has it been more stressful? Obviously, because it's still fairly new for the people that That's, are listening. Or yeah, is it a whole? it's been a it's been a roller coaster of emotion. Yeah. So like some days, we'd be leaving here, and we'd be like, "Oh my god, what have we, we done? What have we done? Are we yeah. uh, like are we seriously thinking about doing this? Yeah. And then other days, you you look at like now, for example, you look at the studio and you just think. Wow, look what we've yeah. got. Yeah, look what if you've seen got. it at the beginning, we keep going, I can't yeah. believe it, can't yeah. believe it. But it's, I, yeah, it's just hard to get the vision of an empty shell turning into what you want it to be. Yeah. There's definitely like days when you just sort of, where you're setting this place up and you know, because you, you don't, as I said, we've learned as we go and you just go, have we got the strength to put this together? Have we got the strength to put this together in the amount of yeah. time that we needed? Because Steve didn't get a massive redundancy because he hadn't been at Fitness First for a long time. Right. So we literally didn't have any money coming in. Mm. You know, I was trying to live off my wages, which weren't covering the bills. Yeah. And you know, time was ticking to get this place up. So there's a lot of pressure on. 
Um, but you know, there's something in the pit of your stomach that just goes, it has to happen. Yeah, don't be. care. It's, we, we we will overcome the obstacles, and it it, it will happen. We, it has to happen. Yeah, yeah. And I think when you've got that passion in like the pit of your stomach, that just drives you. you just drive you. Yeah, going. absolutely. Which is good. So obviously now you've you've done it. You've you've set up the business. So for anyone that's listening, even for people like myself. If there's one piece of advice you could give someone now, if they come to you and say, "Look, I want to kind of do what you're doing," what what what's that one piece of advice you give? Whether it was to do with the building or whether the whole complex, studio. what 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 would you say now? Or if you were speaking to yourself before you realised you wanted to settle, what would you say? Uh, arrange a coffee with us, and we'll talk you through it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we'd be more than happy to yeah. share that information. Um, with you. I think first of all is making sure that the building you're getting is. Yes is sufficient and it's got everything in place yeah. so all the legalities are there yeah um yeah looking you've, at you've got all of the electrics yeah um, are there everything is certified mm. um i think that would be my my biggest thing um, getting all yeah. the kit and everything that's that's a nice part of it yeah sitting down looking at you know different kit providers i mean a lot of our kit is from wolverson yeah um so it's just that's the nice part okay um but yeah i'd say um just ask ask as many people as you can yeah, for advice yeah. get just, advice just keep asking people advice and you'd be surprised how many people how many people know people who are prepared to help and yeah it, and before we knew it we've got people uh local councillors um mary lock she was trying to help us like by suggesting sites yeah. and forums interested in how and helping us we've got People who were involved in um, sort of commercial leasing coming forward, arranging coffees with us, providing us advice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, somebody that um, um, originally I, um, when I got into Pilates, did some work for her. She was involved in business mentoring and she got in contact with us because she saw what was going on and said, how can I help you? I mean, now we're like we're working with them. Um, but it's just amazing. Just keep asking. Yeah. Because, and, and it's amazing. And just keep letting people know that you need help because people will come forward yeah sure um but i'd definitely say for me is that when you budget things mm. i'd add another five grand on okay <laughs> yeah yeah just put another five grand on. yeah but anything's achievable yeah so you've got to keep that in your mind yeah okay and, and obviously like i say we keep saying like you've it, it's still fairly new i suppose in terms yeah. of, the, of the business yeah is this kind of um, how you manage how you imagined it to be? Is this kind of it now, or is there ideal new ideas that you want to bring on board? Uh, you know, as time goes on, or is it just right? We we just want or oh, I haven't even thought that far yet. Is it just we, we want to get a box and then we have? I mean, like our long term goal would be to do something similar to yeah. this again, perhaps on a, a bigger scale. Yeah. Um, but this really is just like um. Awesome it's, it's like a bit of a, a template model yeah so we want to make sure everything's working correctly here and then people that are See out there goes. who you know are looking to open up their own studios mm. we could perhaps mentor those people um yeah I think so good. set up yeah. our own another box somewhere yeah. but have someone go right that's yours that's you know that's your baby but we'll be mentoring you and we'll show you what to do and we'll make sure you're checking for this and looking out for that so like really helping almost like someone a bit else. like a, a franchise isn't yeah. it like but um 
I mean, yeah, possibly like opening up maybe something bigger on a gym yeah. base, but um, still trying to keep in what we, what our model is with regard to yeah. helping people, giving them the support. But again, I think there's a lot of um, PTs out there who, you know, they do the courses and they do need some help mm. and they do need some training or, you know, they just get lost in big gyms and which is why they're not successful and then they, yeah. you know, their business fails. So maybe offering like a franchise model of like what Steve yeah, is saying. That's so, great. Mm. Uh, help PTs out there have a yeah. good place that's good yeah so plenty of ideas then yeah which is good yeah definitely so if um, well obviously anyone that's listening where where can they find you like social media wise location wise yeah they want to get in touch uh, we've got web page uh, which is www.fitbox25.com yeah Facebook uh, Facebook Facebook <laughs> <laughs> That's a Facebook. whole other industry that is, haven't you? That's our new social media page. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna design called Facebook. Facebook, Facebook. That's at Fitbox twenty five. Fitbox twenty five. Yeah. Um, uh, email address is Fitbox twenty five at yahoo.com. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're we're on Insta as well. And we're on and Twitter. Yeah. 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 And we're based in Cottage which is not far from Cadbury World. Yeah. So yeah, you can find us there. And there's any um, cheeky offers for any new people that want to come down? Is there any kind of package offers that you do? Yeah, so you want to tell people about? Anybody who wants to come down, try out a class for free. We're doing a free taster class. Um, again, just contact us on what we've previously mentioned. We'll get you booked in for a class. Make sure you go through everything correctly. Yeah. And then, yeah. PT sessions as well, aren't we? Yeah, offering taster, PT sessions. Free taster sessions. sessions. Mm. Yeah. That's good. As well. Mm. Okay, great. Guys, it's been great. I mean, obviously I've known you both for a few years now. Yeah. Um, and obviously I've enjoyed working with you um, through the times that, that we've had. I think anyone that kind of starts their own business in any kind of industry, I take my hat off because looking from the outside and understand how stressful it can be mm. and, and how much hard work and, and especially the circumstances that, that you kind of found yourself in uh, you know I take my hat off to you both so so you know I'm sure it'll work well so but I really appreciate you having a chat with me so thanks very much thank you very much cheers, cheers. for having us cheers mm-hmm.